0: This is the KOTO Community Radio News for Friday, April 15th. I'm Julia Colefield. In today's headlines, the bears are back in town, embracing an epic journey, diving into the dog days of off-season and a mountain weather forecast. The bears are back in town, or at least they're on their way. As warmer days come to the San Juans, the local bear population is waking up and hitting the streets. KOTO News spoke with Colorado Parks and Wildlife's John Livingston about bear activity in the area and how individuals can keep their property, and themselves, safe. The conversation begins with an update on current bear activity.
1: As the weather starts to warm up, um, we start getting some of our bears coming out of hibernation. Um, you know, and it's kind of different around the state about what time, um, you know, bears will come out. Um, but the first bears that we do kind of start to see emerging from winter dens are typically the males, uh, followed by the females that didn't give birth, um, to cubs over the winter. Um, the last uh, bears that we kind of see coming out of their dens out of hibernation are the females who did give, um, birth to cubs this year. And that's usually a little bit later in April, but, uh, we're, we're certainly rolling into that time right now. And, um, that's when we start seeing uh, a little bit more bear activity um, you know, closer to, to places where people live and in some of our mountain towns.
0: As we know, in fall, bears are heading into hyperphagia, trying to eat as much as possible and pack on the pounds for winter. As they're coming out of hibernation and haven't had food for months, what does that look like when it comes to food searching habits?
1: They'll be looking for a meal and a lot of times it kind of depends on what kind of forage they can find right around where where their den was. Um, you know, if there happens to be, um, you know, some some stuff that they can eat uh, around, they may, you know, kind of stick closer to that den site for a little bit longer. Um, but as, um, you know, uh, until things really start to green up and, and we start to get you know, some of those berries and, and acorns, um, later in, in the summer months. Um, you know, they, they will be kind of looking for food sources, um, you know, whatever might be kind of readily, uh, available in, in, in their area. Um, so yeah, they're, they're going to come out uh, hungry. They're going to be, you know, kind of um, active and and may look, um, you know, for for easier sources of food if they can find it.
0: Homes can often be one of those easier sources of food. What should individuals do to ensure bears aren't getting into their property?
1: You know, last year, for instance, we had uh, more than 3,700 um, reports of bear sightings and conflicts with bears uh, just in 2021, and um, you know that was down, but it. it The trend that we see most often uh, with bare-human conflicts is with unsecured um, trash. Uh, trash um, receptacles and uh, a huge thing uh, it's a good reminder for people in the spring to make sure they clean out um, their trash bins as well um, some of those odors that kind of build up o- over time will will really attract a bear um, you want to make sure your garbage is in a well secured enclosure uh, that you're only taking it out to the curb on the morning of pickup and that you're bringing your empty can back inside before dark um, whenever possible using a bear resistant trash can or dumpster um, if those are available to you from your trash hauler, or you can get one online. Those are are great at reducing some of those bare human conflicts, Um, and like I said, uh, making sure you're keeping them odor free as well. one other thing we like to really hint on uh, this time of year is about bringing in uh, your bird feeders and taking those down. Uh, you know, birds, you know, they do have plenty of naturally available food sources uh, during the spring and summer and fall. So, um, you know, bears can be really attracted um, to those bird feeders to get highly nutritious um, sources of food fairly easily. And um, in the last three years, we've seen more than a thousand conflicts with bears because of bird feeders. So that's another thing we really like to stress to people this time of year is, you know, if you had those up during the winter and you like seeing the birds come in, that's great. But you know, we want to uh, definitely bring those in, uh, especially during bear season, and, and not have those up along with any pet food or, or stock feed that might be outside.
0: You've mentioned some of the high numbers of bear encounters over the past few years, as humans move more into the wildland urban interface. How is CPW thinking about how human interaction with bears change? as we move more into their habitat?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, you know, the the human footprint is ever expanding, as we know in our mountain communities, and more and more people, uh, especially just since the pandemic, but especially over the last decade, have moved into our state, and, uh, especially in the more of our uh, Western Slope and Southwest Colorado communities. And it's, um, you know, certainly the, an education piece needs to go along with that um, because we do have so many new residents who maybe don't know um, that, you know, there are animals such as bears uh, around their neighborhoods. and. Um, you know, the more we can uh, get out and, you know, not only reinforce the message with people who have lived in Colorado for a while, or maybe you're more used to it, but especially with a lot of our newer residents, uh, you know, it's really important just to let people know that, hey, bears are out there. Here's what their behavior is. Here are things that they're attracted to that you may have around your home. And the importance of not only that, but making sure you do call the right people when you are having a bear trouble around your house. Um, you know, the earlier you can call Colorado Parks and Wildlife, the better that's going to be, not only for your home, your property, um, but also for the bear. The sooner CPW can intervene, they may be able to do some education, um, remove any attractants that may be around the home, and then hopefully the bear moves, uh, you know, along on its own. Uh, we'd much rather see that than have to try to trap the bear, and relocate it, or, or have you know, problems where we see the bear, um, you know, coming back and being kind of a a repeat offender. Um, So the earlier we can find out that incidents are happening in somebody's neighborhood or at their house, um, you know, the better it is not only for for the person who lives there, but also for that bear.
0: John Livingston is the Public Information Officer for Colorado Parks and Wildlife in Southwest Colorado. John, thanks so much for taking a couple minutes to chat with me today.
1: Yeah, you got it anytime. Thank you.
0: If individuals have an encounter with a bear they should contact the CPW office in Montrose at 970-252-6000. Midway upon the journey of our life, I found myself within a forest dark, for the straightforward pathway had been lost. The first lines of Dante's Inferno, of the Divine Comedy, and inspiration for Sue Scavo's new book of poetry, buried a
2: place. This is Canto 1, and it's called In the Middle. In the middle of being lost, you have to understand. I prayed for a straight path, a true path, a way through path. In my heart, a remembrance of song forgotten, just remembrance remembered. You have to understand I was searching desperate for path, as if I or anyone could find a straight through, a switchback, a new way as if there is a rival, and anywhere where song breaks. I knew there was song. I kept walking as if I could. I was utterly lost, you must understand, utterly. I shiver with it now as then, how even as it dawned in me, my lostness this cleaved. I prowled, scrambled, clawed. How shadows formed around me like animals, like dream. How ruthless, ravenous, teeth flash, growl, and pounce my own growl back, such wildness frightening. You must understand how frightening, how driven, how hunted and haunted, between felt and feeling, the path even tangled, broken. There became no way. Until from shadows, shadowed, one formed. Praise to one who would tell me I am sent to guide you. Praise to one who will say you cannot face Pharaoh. Praise to one who says, there is another way. I was ready to believe any story, any voice unpacked, blinding my darkness. It did not matter the story offered, just the fact of a different story, just that there was a way. I would call anyone master, guide, teacher, drugged as I was by shattered and tangled. Lead on, lead on, anything, any place, better than here.
0: Scava will be in Telluride next week for a reading and talk about her book.
2: The book is a series of cantos, just like Dante's book is a series of cantos. And it's actually uh, an echo and a speaking back to and also maybe an argument with some of the things in the Divine Comedy um, about sort of the journey, like the journey into the underworld, the journey down into the places where we are actually really lost.
0: She says... The book was born as she came into conversation with Dante and his Inferno.
2: I found myself, as I was reading Dante, you know, many years ago, I found myself arguing with him in my in my head, like going like, "Well, what about this? Or what about this? Or I don't, you know, I don't agree with this." Or, um, and I realized that I was, I just started writing it down, and that's how this book was born. And I realized I wanted to to write, to write about it, and also to write a you know a, a version of descent around the feminine ra- rather than a masculine version, which is what Dante does.
0: Scavo says it's intentional to bring the feminine into the book, a contrast to the typical epic or journey canon that focuses on the male.
2: The idea of the hero in in Western thought, at least, which is where I grew up, of course, um, the, it, the hero is always the man. And it's not always, but like, you know, 99%. And the woman is like the thing that the men the man journeys toward or through or is the you know is the is the barrier the woman always has a, a part but she's always a thing that she never gets to do this uh to actually do the journey with that said scavo adds the concept of a
0: journey or looking and going into the darkness and coming back out is inherently human
2: as humans we all have journeys to go on we all have Things that we need to go into, we all carry things that we need healing from. So I think it's a very human process, actually, to be drawn into, um, to be invited and drawn into a journey of, like, reclamation, of healing, of, you know, facing into our own darkness, as well as, like, facing into the light that we carry as well.
0: She hopes the book will encourage readers to question what the journey means.
2: To really, like, sort of have an abruption of the narrative of the hero, to be like, yeah, but and what about this? And what about, you know, if you're a girl reading the Aeneid, if you're a, girl, a woman reading the Odyssey, like, how do you place yourself in that? You know, are you the, you know, are you supposed to be the wife who stays home for 20 years and is, you know, abused by all these men <laughs> waiting for your husband to maybe show up or maybe not? Are you are you the one who gets to go out? Like, I think it's important to be, to be in the question, in the questioning of it. So I hope it raises questions for people. And Scavo
0: urges individuals to lean into the epic journey of their lives.
2: You know, we are all on kind of an epic journey in our lifetimes. And uh, I think, you know, to look at our, to, you know, for each of us to see ourselves as a hero of our own, of our own life, to be, to know that we are all going on a major journey and to look at ourselves that way, I think is really, really important. Scavo's book talk and reading will
0: take place at the Wilkinson Public Library on Tuesday, April 19th, from 5.30 to 7 p.m. What better time than April to catch up on that book you've been meaning to read, that show you've wanted to watch, or that whatever you wanted to listen to? As the dog days of off-season roll on, KOTO's Matt Hoysh hit the streets to see what folks around Telluride are watching reading, and listening to during these slow, slow days.
2: I'm reading uh, Shuggie Bain. It's a Booker Prize winning novel from 2021, I think, about a kid growing up in Ireland and trying to find himself.
0: Um, I'm reading The Glass Castle by Jeanette Walls. It's like a biographical story. It's a beautiful story about her upbringing. Um, And it has like a little bit of the wild, wild west in it.
2: Listening to Kodo all the
0: time, 24-7.
2: My name is Jenna Hansen. Rachel Williams. I'm Marty Wallison. I have been indulging in House. It is on Peacock, and so it was up until 2 o'clock last night <laughs> watching House. <laughs> the Sopranos. Uh, I'm reading A Girl Is a Half-Formed Thing by Emir McBride, and I'm watching Yellow Jackets on Amazon. My name is Mary Higgins. Hannah hey, Max. I'm Shan Thorpe.
1: What have I been reading? Um, basically, a lot of vegan vegetarian recipes. Kind of a new switch over the past ten months. Went vegan vegetarian. It's game changer for sure. Hi, I'm Dane Robinson. Jr. Bradley.
0: Hi, my name is Julia Caulfield.
1: I'm reading uh, Brad Thor. The Blacklist right now is the book I'm reading. Um, what I've been watching is uh, just some cooking shows.
0: I would say I'm in the middle of about five books. <laughs> and I don't, I'm not in a good spot to talk about any of that. But I'm watching because I have a good one because I told all y'all about it yesterday. Um, and I genuinely think it's really sweet. Not Bridgerton, but you know, watch it. At night, I'm... I'm binging on Bridgerton. <laughs> I am currently reading a book about women of the West called The Vengeance of Mothers. And I'm also binging Bridgerton. <laughs> Laura Knight. I'm Tony Nash. What I just literally binged, because it's short and sweet and fun, is Starstruck on HBO. It's kind of like, there's elements of Notting Hill in there. It's a rom-com, really fun New Zealand comedian lady who wrote, directed, no, I don't know if she directed it, but like wrote, created, stars in, very good, and it's just like funny and wholesome and literally made me laugh out loud. Hi, I'm Claybrook Pinn.
3: Jason Arand. Reading Man in the High Castle by Philip K. Dick. And not really watching much. Just walking around and
0: reading. I am reading The Devil's Highway by Luis Alberto Urea, and I am watching Our Flag Means Death on HBO. Devil's Highway is a real drag. It's a true story about the southern border crossing and um, a particular
2: case of a lot of people
0: that didn't make it across. And Our Flag Means Death is uplifting. It's a story of love between two pirates.
1: I've been doing none of it. Just listening to nature. The quietness.
4: Ooh, can you yourself first
3: and last name? No,
1: no, 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 no. No, I gotta be anonymous.
3: All right. Have a good day.
0: <laughs> One thing is for sure about summer in the San Juans it's busy, and it's affecting the local environment. According to the Grand Mesa and Compagre and Gunnison National Forests, increased visitation to the area has caused management challenges and safety concerns when it comes to parking, created campsites, frustration, and environmental impacts. One of those places being impacted, Blue Lakes. The GMUG is looking for community input as it develops a management plan to balance the preservation of natural conditions while continuing to provide recreation opportunities in the area. The plan lays out rules and restrictions when it comes to camping, facilities and trails, and waste management at Blue Lakes. Individuals are encouraged to provide comment on the plan through the GMUG website fs.usda.gov slash Maine GMUG. Colorado lawmakers have sent Governor Jared Polis a bill to make Juneteenth a state holiday. It celebrates the date in 1865 when Union troops arrived in Galveston, Texas, to tell hundreds of thousands of enslaved people they were free. Representative Leslie Harrod leads the Black Caucus in the House. She says many Black Americans left Texas and settled in Colorado after they were liberated.
2: They founded towns like Breckenridge. And in fact, during that time, one in four cowboys in Colorado were actually Black.
0: Polis says he will sign the bill. Juneteenth will be the state's 11th holiday. Colorado lawmakers have sent Governor Jared Polis a $36 billion budget package for next year. KOTO Scott Franz has more.
3: Extra money for Wolf reintroduction and legal help for Coloradans facing eviction made the final cut, but Republicans say they were disappointed a last-minute effort to give state troopers a pay raise got blocked. Hugh McKean is the minority leader in the House. We can't find an additional
1: 3% to give to our troopers? Shame
3: on us! Democrat Julie McCluskey says troopers have been getting higher pay raises than other state employees in recent years.
0: I absolutely raise up their hard work, their dedication, the challenges we are facing in recruiting and retention.
3: The spending plan mostly restores the programs that were cut because of the pandemic. It also includes a record investment in public schools. I'm Scott Franz at the State Capitol.
0: Elections for Colorado's 3rd Congressional District will be here before you know it. In anticipation of the hotly contested race, KVNF Radio spoke with candidates running to represent the Western Slope in Congress. Kate
4: Redmond speaks with Democrat Alex Walker. Alex Walker grew up in Littleton and in Eagle County. He studied mechanical engineering at Stanford University. He's worked as an engineer and in the tech industry for eight years. He helped build Thumbtack, one of the largest local services marketplaces in the U.S. His entry into the District 3 race made a splash with a launch video that got 700,000 views and followed up with TikTok clips that have been seen by a half million people. Even though he has been running for less than three weeks, he gained entry onto the ballot with voter signatures. He stopped short of sharing fundraising numbers but said the response has been overwhelmingly positive. We spoke yesterday. What do you think is the single most important issue facing the residents of the third district?
3: The economy. There are two big parts to that. The first is just the health of our local economies. Under Tipton and Boebert, CD3 families earn 15% less than the average American family. And that to me is crazy because our district is the backbone of America. It's literally the corridor that unites the two halves of the country. And without Colorado, there would be no industry in California. There would be no industry in many of our neighboring states. And so not only should we not be below the national average, we should be well above that. In order to accomplish that, we need somebody who deeply understands economics. And I can guarantee you Lauren Boebert does not deeply understand economics. Um, and the other way that our struggling economy manifests is with the housing crisis, the disparity between what our families earn and the out-of-control housing prices incurred by out-of-staters coming in, new industries coming in, and our representation not being able to keep up with it, is that CD3 natives are being pushed out of out of their homes.
4: What is a specific piece of signature legislation you want to author in Congress?
3: That's a great question. Um, Voting rights. I know that's a a left turn from the economy, but voting rights are social. And I think a lot of my skills will be social in Congress, getting people rallied around achievable bits of legislation that really move us meaningfully forward instead of getting stalemated on big, bold ventures that are destined to go nowhere. And The reason I say voting rights instead of regulating prescription drug costs or lowering taxes for small businesses and local economies, all of which I believe in, is because to me, voting rights is the tide that lifts all boats, right? If we can increase access to the ballot for more Americans and more struggling Americans then we will have better representation in Congress to help achieve all of those things I just mentioned, which are historically much, much harder to get through with just one person.
4: Talk about your involvement with water conservation, water delivery, and protecting watersheds.
3: My father worked at Coors for almost 15 years. And when I first thought about running, I sat down with him and asked him, to school me, which given our water legislation took a long time, but it's something which I feel proud to have gained a better understanding of over the last year and a half. First of all, we need to renegotiate interstate compacts. The fact that the planet is getting hotter and Colorado is getting drier, but California's golf courses look really good, makes no sense. And I look at our agricultural communities watching water rush by them, which they can't use. And I think that's a crime. It's criminal. (laughs) We shouldn't be bearing the brunt of the water and climate burden when we're the source of the water. Then the second thing is gray water recycling. We have the ability to utilize what water we can keep much more efficiently than we currently are.
4: Talk about how you think our current Congress member, Lauren Boebert, is doing.
3: I think she is repulsive. The reason I launched the way I did is because when you're going up against somebody like Lauren Boebert, who, frankly, isn't all that special, except for the fact that she's uniquely hateful and bigoted, you can't be quiet. Lauren Boebert is repulsive. She is queerphobic. She's regressive in all the worst ways. But most importantly, her presence in Congress enables other hateful and potentially smarter bad actors. Then we're in real trouble.
4: For KVNF, I'm Kate Redmond. The National
0: Weather Service forecast for the western San Juans calls for partly cloudy skies tonight with a low around 30 degrees. Saturday should see increasing clouds with a high in the mid-50s. Winds could gust as high as 30 miles per hour. Saturday night, there is a slight chance of rain with mostly cloudy skies and a low around 30 degrees. Winds could gust as high as 30 miles per hour. Sunday calls for sunny skies with a high around 55 degrees with wind gusts as high as 30 miles per hour. Sunday night should be clear with a low around freezing. This has been the news for Friday, April 15th. Thanks for listening. If you have a story idea or a news tip, call the news team at 970-728-3206. And now a personal commentary.
4: Hey Koto listeners, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And there are lots of events planned to learn more about mental health issues, care for your own wellness, and show our community support for this important topic. The first opportunity is a free movie screening and panel about the impact of race on our mental health. Hosted by Communities That Care, the film Race to Be Human will be presented at the Transfer Warehouse on Saturday, April 30th, starting at 7 p.m. There will also be a bake sale to benefit the Communities That Care High School Club. Let's kick off Mental Health Awareness Month with a bang.